1: La, 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 la,
0: la, 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 la. Oh. Welcome to today's episode of Inside Only Fans. I am one of your hosts, Kayla Lauren. And I'm here with the very special, beautiful, wonderful Tinseltown
1: lady. Woo! I've <laughs> got the tinsel in my head, <laughs> DJ Sparks, baby!
0: She's, 2. Re- She's 0. getting
1: ready for Vegas. Yeah. I always do the braids. You know, we just released the... Um, kazumi episode and i saw my braids and i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god i miss my braids but your girl got extensions now permanent extensions in the hair so i can't do braids like that i like didn't have extensions for like a year yes and um now i have extensions so i have a bunch of somebody else's hair you know presumably an asian woman <laughs> it looks very healthy and asian and i love it yeah and um but it's stuck in there so they can't do like those crazy braids you have to not have uh-huh. any extensions so i just have a little tinsel it's like for the people that are listening and they're not watching it's like I don't, how would you just it looks like a streamer like a.
0: it looks silver. like a sparkly strand <laughs> like a something describe.
1: you put on a gift. Yes. That's silvery, reflective. And it's in my hair and I love it. I'm obsessed. You're very sparkly. I'm looking at all of your sparkles. I got a new ring. Mm. I had like one of these really cool like bendy rings. Mm. Kiss the ring, bitch. Mm. I wasn't talking to Kayla. I was talking to you at home. That's you. <laughs> and um anyone that wants to like kiss, you know, toes, rings, <laughs> suck on the asses, anything. Ooh yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's what happened. And um yeah, so I'm getting prepared. I wanted to I wanted a little something uh for my sapphire appearance.
0: So what happens at Sapphire for all the people wondering what a topless pool
1: is like? Honestly, okay, so Sapphire topless pool in Vegas. Shout out. When I get when this episode airs, I'll already be home and done. It's like my Favorite thing to do, but like people aren't having sex or anything. Like everybody is like, oh, are people hooking up? Is everyone topless? So the waitresses are topless. And then probably like there's three or four women that are there and they're just topless. And they're like, wow, I am not topless. I'm not topless. It's false advertising. It's not. I, I won't be topless. Um, but as a guest you can be topless. I love it. Who I, like honestly like Glennie was saying like who doesn't like to see boobs? Yeah. I love to see boobs. Like I'm are not all the boobs fake at Saturday? No. Really? No, because you know what? Fake titties, they're kind of out. They are. Like my big ass fake titties right now, I'm a little bit like in a past trend. You are aging yourself. Yes, just yes. Just by having them. I'm like, it's like a look that is not as coveted. Like when I was growing up, I wanted big, like big fake boobs. Mm-hmm. And my CCs are 800. And I, for the longest time, was so upset that I couldn't get a thousand. Even yeah. up until like a few months ago. Like, I, I mean, maybe not a few months, maybe like a year. Because even lately, I've been thinking like, oh, maybe they're a little too big. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? There's something actually too big on my body for me. Usually it's... <laughs> Usually it's never big enough. I want my lips, my ass, everything juicier. Um but yeah, so, but we're not going to get any other boob jobs just yet. I really love my boob jobs. And um all all four and a half of them. But they're uh like natural. A lot of these girls are natural smaller like a full B, small C, mm-hmm. like and I personally love that. I get so upset When women have nice boobs, like a full B or like a small C, and they're like, oh, no, I just want them a little bit bigger. I'm going to go and get implants. Do not do that. Leave your beautiful, natural brusses alone. Just wait. Like, just wait. Let it marinate. Because you are so the trend right now. Right? Natural, yeah, the natural boobs are so the trend. Like, do it another time. Now is not the. It's not the time. It's yeah, not. Yeah, wait time. until a year when it circles back. Yeah, maybe when
0: you're fifty, get your first boob job. Write it
1: out. Not when you're fifty. We definitely
0: don't. <laughs> the suggest... elasticity is not quite there. Yeah, it's not, it's, <laughs> They'll put it
1: in and it'll just drop. <laughs> it's Gonna drop to the. You'll be using those things like, like a, a soccer bag. ball. <laughs> They're like, oh, here comes granny. Oh, oh God. She's got them new
0: titties hanging down to the floor. You know what I was thinking about when I saw you for your sober birthday and everyone was talking about Ozempic? Yes. what, What
1: is going on? Okay. Everyone is on Ozempic. Everyone's on Ozempic. It's like the, okay, it's it's a diabetic shot, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's a ti- it's not everyone, type Not everyone, like diabetes. I want to preface, not all my friends are on Ozempic, like one or two.
0: <laughs> just like people in general, but it, it made like, me realize how many people, because yes. then uh, I know then the next day another person said they were on yes, Ozempic. Yes, it's
1: the hot new trend in LA. Apparently the Kardashians started it. That's how they kind of lost a, a lot of weight and um, it's it's also kind of going around because it you cannot drink on it. So people are oh, also using it really? as a way, as a means to stop drinking or cut back on their drinking. I didn't know that.
0: I know yeah. that it basically kills your hunger and it yeah. sends makes you the, a little nauseous. Your body, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: but the thing about it is, to me, is that you're going to take it, but The mechanism that it works by only lasts works while you're taking it. Yes. So it's not changing anything long term in your body. So the minute you stop, not the minute, when you stop taking Ozempic, Mm -hmm. then if you haven't changed any of your habits, Mm -hmm. then you gain the weight back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's it's so interesting because like living in L.A. and also doing what we do, being content creators, we're very much surrounded by people that are consistently altering their bodies. I'm definitely one of them. Kayla is definitely more on the natural mm-hmm. side. A lot of people can consi- We are consistently altering our bodies in the name of content. Also, in the name of, like, being in L.A., because we're, especially out in L.A., we're kind of the people that need to somewhat look like our picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just be, you know, like a lady in the Midwest, perhaps. Like, she d- lives in a very small town and nobody's yeah. going to ever put two and two together. Yes. So I think there's, like, always consistently, like, there's, like, fads going around. And there's people that are constantly kind of chasing, like, the fountain of youth. And and I think it happens for men and women, I have to say, I don't know if our guest has had any alterations. <laughs>
0: She's saying yes. She's saying yes. Oh. I was gonna say just if anything, I and I can't, I can't recall, but mm-hmm. maybe her boobs. Okay, I know. I feel like yes, the boobs I is was a right. given. Very nice. It's a it's a given. Yeah. It's yeah. A given. It's kind of like the. I still like my boobs. Like, mm-hmm. but I didn't get even somehow. I think because where I was in the mid, I don't know, Midwest, whatever. Mm-hmm that I had the, still even then, the desire to be more natural. Yeah. So I, and I went to like a suburban doctor. Mm -hmm. So it was very like, this is the maximum I would even be willing to use. Right. And I, when I looked at the selection of the boobs, the titty titty pictures, I'm like, I like these ones. And it was like a natural, slow, lower profile. So Something
1: that just enhanced kind of what you already had. Yeah. I was going to touch on there was, we actually... There was a um, fairly famous Instagram model who actually passed away due to complications from... I want to say her name was Stephanie, but I could be wrong.
0: I don't know, but I saw the the New York Post of it. Yeah,
1: she was like a Kim K lookalike, but like really exaggerated, big boobs, Mm -hmm. big booty. And it was pretty clear that she was kind of doing things that maybe, even though she felt were necessary maybe weren't necessary and she pushed it to the limit and that's ended a good up paying topic of conversation price. to
0: have too with our our guests is where what responsibility do doctors have when mm-hmm. it comes to something that is so subjective like yeah. where do where is there an objective line in the subjective world of mm-hmm. aesthetic alteration mm-hmm. we're about mm-hmm. to find out we're, we're gonna have to this combo out, yeah. we're gonna find out about these warlocks yeah <laughs> The doctor warlocks.
1: <laughs> no, her boobs. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our hypnotizing boobies. Yeah, her warlocks. I'm <laughs> oh, the doctor's warlocks. Who's who's a warlock? Uh, it's, a,
0: okay. <laughs> it's a super bad reference. It's a little, it's a little dated.
1: Okay. <laughs> but we can bring her out to rescue okay. me. Okay. So our next guest is Nicole. She is the pastor turned stripper. Woo! Bring her out.
0: Nicole, 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 you are a very dirty girl. <laughs> Thank
1: you. She's very, <laughs> con- very controversial. Everyone's dirty compared to Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> well, that's
0: <laughs> There's been some stories. Okay. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. This is our first. We have a lot of people with... Religious repressed items in their life, but never a a pastor or an ex-pastor.
1: What Mm is the, as a woman, are you called a pastor or are you called something different?
0: I'm called
2: a, I was called a pastor but even back then it was scandalous because okay. I was raised Baptist or evangelical and women are not allowed to yeah. be leaders, pastors, right. speakers. We were meant to be in the kitchen or in the nursery. Mm-hmm. So when I did become a pastor at a big mega church that allowed allowed women to be equal, <laughs> mm-hmm. um it was a big scandal for my community and my family and my friends so you can imagine if that was a big scandal how they would maybe respond when i got into adult work so it's been a
1: journey where is this church at minnesota okay so it's not like a church in california that was like new agey and like get her up there let's you know let's Mm -mm. put a woman on the (laughs) pulpit it was minnesota in a a small town or it was in the city um and it was a mega church, so it was big
2: and it was known for being progressive. But I realized that the years I was in there, um, I was just a token, mm-hmm. a token woman. I was. They don't actually teach or embody equality. And eventually it's why I left is they would say one thing, but they treat women differently. And you can only stay in that environment for so long.
0: How did you find that church?
2: My ex-husband. So he always saw me as like a leader and a speaker and um, knew I never had that opportunity because of my upbringing. And so he found this church and he's like, I think you'd really love it. And so I went and I checked it out and I like did because women looked equal there and mm-hmm. could speak up and talk. What a concept. <laughs> and they saw the leaders there. The pastor was like, oh, my gosh, Nicole, you're a theologian. Uh, we want to train you to be one of our pastors. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm a woman. I'm a mother. I've never been to seminary. And they're like, we don't hold that against you here. And I was
0: like, what?
2: What like? a theologian? <laughs> so just someone who's like naturally a pastor, okay. naturally." gifted with speaking teaching understanding scripture
1: okay yeah so they recognized that you had yes. some sort of a gift mm-hmm. and um and probably saw that you were really on fire for for the for it's Chris, christian right mm-hmm. okay for the christian faith and they were like put her up on the pulpit <laughs> yes
2: and i was a poster child for like okay. the good christian girl you know i was i was head over heels in love with my faith i thought it was absolutely true and right and um so passionate about helping people um, feel loved by God and feel connected to one another. Still very similar. Like, I want people to feel loved and connected, um, just in a different way now, mm-hmm. and that doesn't require religion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was definitely like, I'm all in. I believe this stuff. Let's and you go. Grew
1: up, you grew up Christian, mom and dad Christian. Yes. Wow. And then did you meet your husband also in a church?
2: Uh, we met in South Korea, actually. We were both teachers over there. And... Religious? I Teachers was at a or? Yes, I was at a Christian international school. I was a high school oh, teacher, and he taught English to Korean kids. Wow. So we met over there, okay. and he was always like loosely Christian, and it was kind of – I remember when we were engaged, and he told me, I don't expect you to submit to me. And I was like, this must be uncomfortable because my whole life I was taught your number one job is to find a man and mm-hmm. to submit to him. And I didn't know what that meant. So I give him a lot of credit for helping set me free mm-hmm. um, in many ways.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. and then so y'all moved to Minnesota, <laughs> yes. And you were already a mother at this time when they were encouraging you to go to the seminary school. Mm-hmm. How, and how many kids did you have? Like one? Or
2: um, I had. I was. Uh, I had one and pregnant with my second at that time.
1: Oh, so you were pregnant as well. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Go to seminary school. We want you to become a pastor." Mm-hmm. How long did the schooling take?
2: Uh, I started with a four year degree, and then a year into it, I realized I need out Mm -hmm. so i changed it to a two-year degree and graduated in 2018.
1: okay so this is all like fairly recent Mm -hmm. this is just a few years back yeah and then you began pastoring at the church Mm -hmm. and how long before you um were pastoring before you were like wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) i feel duped (laughs) i feel a tingling in my pussy (laughs) In the Lord Jesus' name. I'm about to jerk it for Jesus. No, just kidding. That's a different episode. Yeah. Oh my God. And, uh, and okay. Love it. So you you were up there and I'm sure it felt really incredible at first because coming from a religious household myself, um, super, super staunchly Christian as well. Yeah. Um, that that would have been like a dream. I, I actually like didn't even realize I never knew that, like, a woman pastor was just pastor. I figured there'd be something like a rabbi or or Pastress. Yeah, pastress. Something, yeah, <laughs> um, something, yeah mm-hmm. a pastor, maybe pastor with an A, <laughs> you know, like, I just, yeah. that was interesting even asking you that question. Yeah, it just I dawned on that. me. I wouldn't know what to call a woman pastor, but it's just pastor. Mm-hmm. So you were you started doing this. I'm sure it felt incredible at first. And then how long before you were like, wait a minute, something's up?
2: I mean, it took four years to train me. And it was interesting because I was in a, a cohort of men and women and slowly the women were disappearing because they were being kind of shoved out, which eventually happened to me. But all the men were getting the promotions and the pay and the opportunities and the spotlight. And I kept being told, wait, wait you're not ready you're not ready here's another hoop another so after four years of that I kind of forced her hand and said it's been four years you owe me Mm -hmm. like you owe me position you owe me the stage I've done everything you've asked for beyond any of these men you have up on stage so then I was given the opportunity and I lasted a year and I knew Uh, once I went there one weekend I preached And when I walked out those doors, I knew I would never go back.
1: Did you were people like, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, you know, people don't typically boo in church or like throw, you know, (laughs) vegetables like we'll see like on a movie or something. They're like, you're bad. Like, how did you know that um, that people weren't? there wasn't any like reception for you they weren't enjoying what you were the people
2: loved me okay my church members loved me okay um it was the leadership that i think they wanted a token woman in power but not have actual power and i had sway like my people loved me and believed in me and supported me and i think i don't know this is just me as an outsider trying to understand why they would do what they do but it felt like there was some competition that i was taking the spotlight away from them which i wasn't i was just doing what I love doing and really good at it. And so the only way they could handle it was by putting me down and insulting me and censoring me and controlling me. And after a year of that, I'm like, what What am I even doing? They would pay me scraps. They didn't pay me for a lot of my work. They didn't pay me at all. And when they did pay me, they cut it in half because you needed so much help. Anything to insult me. And I'm like, what if uh, I... A
1: lot of backhanded.
2: Yes. Ah, uh, OK. So on the surface, like, what? You got paid. You got the position. But no one saw behind the scenes how I was being treated. And then that's when I was like, I could keep staying here making crumbs, being controlled and censored, or I could walk away and see if I can do something being me and making money as me.
0: So what was the first step you took when you – did you have an idea what you were going to or wanted mm. to do No, prior to leaving or you just left and then you figured it out? I left and figured it out and I was
2: terrified because I left everything. I left my community, my friends. That's where my whole life was. Right. Um, and I wished I knew where I was going and I didn't. I felt like Elsa following this whisper into the <laughs> unknown and, then, like, you're terrified it's going to cost you everything. And it ends up becoming the very thing that saves you and your family. Yeah, And that's what happened. But it was a two-year journey. I left in 2017 started my OnlyFans in twenty nineteen, started getting my footing and then now it's a full time. So gig how did you
0: it. in the in the in between time you left? Mm-hmm. What happened to you and What was the trajectory that led you to decide OnlyFans? Yeah.
2: So I was in seminary at this time. I was at a very liberal seminary. There was like Jews and Muslims and Baha'i and atheists and Christian. It was very amazing. All in one. All in one and all to study the Bible. So I'd sit in these classes and we all had to interpret the same passage of scripture. And I'm listening to all these different interpretations. And they're all so much better than the Christian interpretation that was passed down to me. And I'm like, this is a joke. I've been duped. I've been handed on like a male-centric, white-centered, whitewashed version. And I'm not— I'm, I'm biracial. I'm queer. I'm a woman. Like, I none of that fits me. And so I walked away, and I stayed in seminary, but I was talking and like, talking to all my friends from different religions. I'm like, maybe they have the answer. Maybe they have the key. Mm-hmm. And, like, should I stay in the church? What if my kids resent me for taking them away from their community and just constantly questioning? And I almost felt like pestering. Like, I was just so afraid I was making the wrong decision. And then over time, I became more and more confident that I, this was the right decision. I feel more peace. I'm sleeping better. I feel more clarity. I'm not controlled. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Um, And then I remember I had a life coach at the time and I wanted to post my first sexy selfie. And I was so terrified. This is in 2018 on the Internet. I'm like, I want to. On Instagram? On Facebook. I was so afraid. This was back
1: in the day. (laughs) You're trying to post that thirst trap on Facebook. You had to log on to a computer and upload that
0: to the Internet. What's your husband? Like, what's your status
2: there at this point? I'm um, fully supportive of me. We're still married. We got divorced during the pandemic. Okay. But he was my number one cheerleader. He's like, go, be you, live, be expressed, be wow. uncensored, like very supportive. And I felt so fortunate to have this yeah. person in my corner. That's cool. And even when I came out and que- came out as queer, being that was like the catalyst to start questioning everything. How do mm-hmm. I not even know my own sexuality? Mm-hmm. What else do I think I know that I'm completely wrong on? And he was the one person I knew I wasn't afraid to tell. Mm-hmm. And so like he was always... Just go and be and find yourself. And like that's the whole point of being Alive.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your life coach was like, post that <laughs> ass pic on that Facebook. Piss your family members yes. off. Piss those church people off. Yeah. Live your life for yourself. <laughs> and in that accent too. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and that's, then that's CJ's that's CJ's <laughs> default accent. <laughs> my favorite. For no matter who. It's a life coach, <laughs> it's a farmer, it's a it's Israeli. Me. Yeah. It's,
1: it could be literally anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, that. it's my child that's my childhood.
0: Pretty <laughs> it's much. It's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. You... So you post the photo to facebook i got an outpouring
2: of love i was so afraid of criticism who do you think you are but i also when i posted it i asked a few friends to go love on it like Uh help me like incubate me because i'm so scared set the tone so that people don't feel exactly and Mm -hmm. i recommend were you bent
1: over what was happening no describe i should show you
2: it's a i had an oval bathroom mirror like this big so not even that big I'm standing outside the doorway to even get it, and it's, like, from my knees to my face. I'm in all black, turtleneck, long sleeve, okay. long black pants, but my clothes were tight. And so uh, I did, like, a side. like uh, self- so you sweat. were showing off your shape. Yeah, like, I felt sexy, and I felt good, but okay. I was like, at least I'm kind of modest. Everything's covered. You're just seeing a little bit of curves. That's not your ass was out. Oh, I was years from that. Not <laughs> yet. <not> yet. <laughs> okay. i not there. This is my baby step. Okay. My first thirst trap. Okay. Um, and people and I wrote a whole long post justifying it. And this is how I'm so stupid when we first start. Like we have to explain why, because somehow a woman's not entitled entitled to like be in her body and show it. So there's a long, meaningful post, and people responded to that and I was like, Wait, this is an option where I can actually say what I wanna say, wear what I wanna wear, do what I wanna do in my thirties? Like I should have discovered this at age 18, but I was, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple decades behind. Oh, no.
1: You can't discover that shit at 18. (laughs) Listen, if I had the confidence (laughs) now— At age 18. Taken over the world. I don't know if I would have taken over <laughs> I don't the world. Know. I'd have taken over something. <laughs> that, yeah, I agree. I actually agree. I'm happy. I don't know if that would have been okay. Because there's a lot of it confidence happening in here for not a lot of reasons. <laughs> I don't sometimes it's not safe up here. Too much confidence <laughs> is never good for especially a young person. We so we gotta oh make a murder. I love. So you so you're confident in your thirties. Yeah. You're posting these sexy selfies. Are are you thinking about OnlyFans at yes. this point? Okay, I think so I learned, you're mulling it over. Yes, I think I learned okay. about it
2: in 2018. And it took me about a year to work through all my fears, all my judgments, what will my family think, what will my church people think, what will my kids think. And then finally, after a year of that, I felt ready to dip my toes. And really, I started it as a place to practice just self-expression because I still wasn't fully comfortable posting that kind of stuff on Facebook or Instagram. It's all mild when I first started. Okay. Like nothing. And when you're
1: saying that kind of stuff, you're literally just talking like about sexy pictures photos. that are – and sexy pictures, even meaning that you're just showing off your shape, like there's no yep. real, there's no I have lingerie, purpose in the. But okay. no,
2: n- you see nothing. Like everything's okay. covered. All the bits are covered, okay. and
1: still very conservative.
2: Yes, for okay. me. And I just like, what's it feel like to have a place to post this? Because I had saved. I'd have my best friend whenever we get together, view or take naked photos of me or photos of me in lingerie for me. Like mine for my husband. And it was like that desire was always there, but there was nowhere to share it. And Wait, I'm,
1: but is your best friend a guy or a girl? Girl. So your your cute best friend was coming over taking pictures of you naked? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. This is every man's fantasy, girl. (laughs) Did you
0: you grow a social media following prior to launching an OnlyFans? Or you just were like, I want to do OnlyFans? I I think I had like 900 followers when I started. How did you grow? Um, I'm
2: really good at getting media presence. So... I, for like six years, I was stuck at 900 followers and I wasn't interested in buying a following, though it's totally fine. There's reasons to buy and not to buy, but I just personally didn't want to. Um, And then in 2020, I wanted to start getting media coverage because you can have the best podcast, product, service, coaching package to offer, but if no one can find you, they can't hire you. So I wanted to get media coverage to say, hi, I'm Nicole, I'm a life coach and Mm -hmm. um, I want to help people's lives. My focus wasn't even my OnlyFans, so I came up with a story like to be in media you have to catchy tagline so pastor turns stripper i'm like that captures who i am mm-hmm. um though obviously there's so much more and i sent it to a journalist like hey do you think this fits like your style because she would write about sex and relationships and she's like i'm interviewing you tomorrow wow and she interviewed me and she published it the next day and it blew up it just went viral overnight and here i'm thinking i'm just trying to tell people like follow your dreams live your best life i'm my life coach if you need me and it's like my only fans blew up and people i made, love like, a scandal yes yeah. i made like a hundred thousand dollars that month like wow. it just like blew up and i was like and people are so funny like you planned this you schemed this you knew this was going to happen and i'm like i'm so not i'm so naive and mm-hmm. i'm so sheltered that i'm like i couldn't have planned that if right. i tried yeah. right
1: right Right. As grand as it occurred, it's like you couldn't have, like, no way. figured out this whole facade. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what do the people—what do your fans want to talk about? Um,
2: so— I do one-on-one calls, you know, and that's like what p- people typically do for sexy time. But my fans are like, how can I make more money? So I'm really passionate about helping people get wealthy. Um, oh. How do I start? Yes, let's oh. talk. Oh. I love talking about money and wealth. Oh,
1: well, um, let's do it,
2: girl. <laughs> Come on. How do I start my dream business? How do I better pleasure my partner? How do I leave my religion? How do I heal my family dynamics? Like. Everything
1: and people are contacting you on your OnlyFans about yes. this, just to be perfectly clear. Yes, I that's the only really? way because I'm
2: so bl- I, it's I've so I don't have as many followers as you, but I have enough to where like my DMs are flooded all the time. So the mm-hmm. only yeah. place and you can't
0: even set a precedent, yeah, because yeah. you like you answer one person, you're like, Oh, I want to answer this here but it's like it's too much yeah, yeah. so i'm like if you want to
2: co- talk to me it has to be an only fans i have to have a funnel of some kind so they all come there and it's either dms and i do three live streams a month on there and one of them's a sex ed where we talk about things we all are curious about but never learned about like deep throating anal threesome sex clubs mm. um and when like the you
1: said deep throating deep throating <laughs> you know Cute little oh, thing
2: good. that it is. Oh, cute little yeah, it's adorable.
0: Little date, <laughs> so people come on there. Do you have Do you have women come on there mm-hmm. that are like trying to yeah. separate from their religion and things like that? Yep, yeah, women who want to be more self expressed, women who want to feel
2: safe in their body, women who are afraid of being sexy, but they see me live it publicly, and they're like, "If you can do that publicly, can you help me do it privately?" Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even need to be at your level. I get couples, and that's I learned through OnlyFans. Like I have a kink for couples. If like when couples watch my content. <sighs> Instant, instantly what? Like, it really? just makes me so happy to know that I bring couples together. Like, Couples, I love you. Yeah, couples, Aww. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> couples, I love come, you. Come to my page. I will take care of Wait, you. Wait, tell, tell them in the camera. I will take care of both of you. Ah! I got you.
0: <laughs> what What is your content? Like, what are what are people couples? Anyone going to there for? Um, so I do
2: a big monthly live stream, which is actually tomorrow night. Um, okay. and they will sometimes have sex watching me perform. So I dance, I strip, and then. Depending on how the tipping and how the night energy goes, I'll end up doing something explicit. I'll use some kind of toy or mm. use my sex machine. What? Um, you
1: got you got you got a whole sex machine? From a What's fan. What? Fan? I
0: know. They send me the best thing. Are you what sure does that- it doesn't have like a a built-in sneaky camera or something it? it's like one of those microcramas on the tip of the dildo like they are your gynecologist
1: now and you owe them they're like you're you're healthy for another another couple weeks. <laughs> like you
0: might want to get a pap smear i noticed on the cam He's
1: It's like we're it, let me get a sample and send it in for you you're like oh god thanks
0: okay go back to the sex machine yeah is it like the howard
1: stern I don't know
2: the Howard Stern. One. It was like describe, a, it, describe it. Describe it. It's like um, I can't motor bunny. So it's just like this big, and then it has like where you can either have one or two. 2 Yeah, oh, I haven't two. done the 2 yet. So I had my f- a fan sent me a double and it, like it's intimidating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like it sits there and I'm like I need I need to do this. And then I just don't get around to it, but I will.
1: Cuz it's hard. You know, it's yeah. Just a
0: busy but, busy days. You yeah. can't do the double penetration
1: <laughs> all the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have to eat I yeah. feel like you got to ease it in there yeah. too cuz I could see how that would be in t- I've never desired like for two penises i uh.
0: <laughs> rarely desire it for one um, okay so you set you like put your own like size on yep, or whatever different sizes and okay. they have like little vibrating
2: ones or big old schlongs or like you can change it where like thrusts like back and like this or just like sideways oh up and i down. love a
1: thrust
2: and you can do it so you're in your hands and knees so you can put it like you can put it in different positions like up and down or on oh, like the ground that.
0: Wow!
2: <laughs> yes. I should get a fister for it. I don't have. Oh God! That.
0: What fister? I don't think you should.
1: What's your favorite? <laughs> is there like a? Is there a pin that's your favorite? Like like ribbed or a little curved.
2: Um, curved and not too big like for the sex machine because you're sitting on it right. it's like it can't be too big because you'll go through yeah. my, my uterus That's like what I I did. Yeah. like
1: some like people riding on top i'm like how are y'all riding on mm-hmm. top so you sit on the thing mm-hmm. and then it just you like turn
0: it on and yeah, you have it starts- two knobs so one will increase the speed of how fast it's
2: thrusting in you and one increases the vibration so you're like a dj yeah. Yeah. Yeah, DJing my vagina <laughs> like yeah. let's go and then you're
0: like <laughs> riding yeah. it let's
2: go
1: jesus this is a lot your only fans <laughs> are like she's so talented she's kind <laughs> of can do anything wait and do you she's... do a
0: thing for your fans where they get to select like the speed and the I haven't done that yet oh, with that's that machine, a good one. but they do love it. I've had fans um, send me the
2: where you can control on the phone ah. or like the gadget that comes with it. Yeah. And you've hot. used it? Mm-hmm.
0: And has the fan worked it? Yes. What's the going rate right. right to control? To for somebody to be on the controlling end. Oh, it ugh. whatever you want it to be.
2: I've done it one time. Um and he was uh, he was like a sugar daddy, so he paid me lots of money every I month. So I didn't charge him for that. It's like okay. he sent me so much money okay. every month. like you He's can such be, a loyal customer. He was like yes. a
1: whale. Yes. Like, love a sugar daddy. We love that. I love. Is I, that
2: so
0: you're single now? I'm dating someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're dating, how, did your, but, how did this divorce come about? From your very supportive man. So it was overnight. So it's those stories you hear where you he come
2: home and they're like, and I'm leaving you, kind yep. of sitch. So, like, he was so supportive, went on a modeling trip that I was hesitant to go on because I, I had so much mom guilt leaving my babies behind. He's like, no, you come alive. Like, every time you come back from a shoot, you're like, it's so attractive. You're And so, like, uh, halfway through that shoot, he called me and was like you will stop everything right now. You will stop modeling. You'll stop photo shooting. You'll stop acting. You're going to come home. You'll stop wearing sexy clothes. I will tell you when you can post on social media. It was like this whole, I was like. Were you shocked? What? Oh, yeah. I was like, this is a joke, but it can't be a joke because this is so sick and yeah. mean and twisted. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, I had an encounter with Jesus last night. And this is what he told me to say. And this oh. is how it will go. And I don't know. I still don't know to this day what happened because that's the only excuse he gave me. And there was no room for negotiating or compromise it was all or nothing and i i came home from that trip and for two weeks it was like this brick wall with him two weeks i begged and i cried every day please let me in i don't know what he did wrong please let me in i'll do anything because i thought i was this was the love of my life for the rest of my life and he's like i've already told you what's required and i'm like he's we like a
0: different person yeah totally
2: different Something person like, the way he talked to me is like you'll stop disrespecting me he what? never talked to me like that in our entire 10 years together And then we went to therapy, and every week the therapist was like, have you made any—are you open at all? And he's like, nope. And so eventually I was like, this—even if I stayed under his conditions, we'll get divorced in a year. Like, I just knew if we don't do it now, we're just dragging out the inevitable. inevitable, So I'm like— Then let's move forward with it. And it was terrifying and heartbreaking, slightly traumatizing. And I thought I would never recover. But now that I've made it to the other side, I can now honestly say it was one of the best things that happened Mm. to me. But during the middle of it, it felt like it was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Wow.
1: And he still maintains that it was just an encounter with Jesus. Nobody that, like, said anything. There wasn't—
2: I think there was people who said things. I think friends from his old life who were really religious. I think— they reconnected and there was influence there because of what he was saying wasn't words from him. I don't know why the sudden shift, but, like, I have to trust that that was his journey. And right. Now we're, like, on good terms again, but oh, it was wow. pretty rocky there for a while. I can't
1: imagine. As, yeah. Especially you're away because yeah. when you're in that relationship, your first instinct is to kind of rush to your partner's side and say, oh, my God, what happened? Let's make it better. Let's figure it yes. out. But you're, like, away. Yeah, I'm You're doing the things that he's telling you that he— now he doesn't ever want you to do it again. You're like, so what do I do? Do I just, like, wrap it up here at the tri- the trip and then see you in a couple of days? Yeah, he's like, like,
2: come home right now. And I was, like, so mad because there wasn't room for a conversation. I was yeah. like, no, I, we made an agreement. I'm not just because you're forcing this thing on me. I'm finishing. I'm falling through on my commitment. And I'll come home in the day. I said I was going to come home. and. And then it, by the time Did I Did he home, fight you over. with custody or anything? Um, no, not legally. Um, later, I found out he was trying to take the kids from me. I, oh. I feel
0: like if he yeah. had this awake, whatever it was, that he would pull some, like, the kid. you're not good for the kids kind 100%. of 100%.
2: All of our old friends, all my family, all got on that bandwagon. and Your it family was, as well. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Like, I lost my whole family. I lost my three best friends. I lost my—like, that whole season, I just felt like this is— absolutely the worst thing and i don't know what i did wrong besides right. i became me and yeah. all of a sudden me was no
0: longer okay where were you um, living at this time
2: i was living in orange county
0: okay so you guys moved mm-hmm. did you move to uh to california when you started doing
2: only fans yeah we moved here in august of 2019 and i started my only fans in september okay and then our marriage blew up in january so okay just so a just few a few months mm-hmm. so and he, I think, okay i think what happened is he kept trying to be the supportive partner and husband, but I think deep down inside he wasn't okay. Yeah. And it finally boiled over mm-hmm. to the extreme, yeah. and there was no recovery at that point. Like, I think if we had worked with it from the get-go when he felt uncomfortable or had fears, but because he just kind of kept it and then it boiled over, it was like yeah. it was too late then. and. Yep. I, who I was who I was, and I had found freedom in a way I never felt before, and I knew this was meant for me, but I had to decide, am I choosing my freedom or am I choosing my marriage? And I chose my freedom, and i and that's the advice I give people. It's like you have to make peace with you at the end of the day. Like yeah. I want you to choose you over any institution, marriage, corporate America, education, religion, like – and then hopefully you have someone who will also choose you in marriage if you want that someday.
1: Mm-hmm. And so you're here. You're living in Orange County. And you, but you're making good money from your OnlyFans at this point, or do you still have the 900 followers? <laughs> yes, this is when I had like
2: a thousand, or I only had a, so yeah a few thousand okay. followers. My OnlyFans made me 500 dollars a month, okay. and it was like so, it wasn't that much, but for me, it's like I just love that I have a, se- a place to post my sexy photos. Yeah. I love I get a little bit of money and I get a little bit of love, and it was and I was still working through my fears, like because you know you have old friends subscribing and old lovers and yeah. old church people, and you're like, is what if that's them or what if that's them or like, and I remember one time, one of my high school so was a high school teacher, one of my former high school students was like. Hi, Miss Simpson, which is my oh maiden, god! Maiden. Yeah. I was like, oh my You're not on the OnlyFans,
1: Timmy. <laughs> no, Timmy, I'm not Miss
2: Simpson here. God damn it! I like I admired his courage because yeah. you can say anonymous, you don't have to say anything, but like he came out, he used his real name, and I'm just like you. Are amazing. So what did you do? I was like I was so embarrassed, but I acted like, oh my
0: God, hi, it's so good to <laughs> see you in here. And did like, you did you block him? No. Oh, you I just don't, kept him?
2: I don't think I've only think I've blocked like four people over the years. Like I very rarely get like What makes you asshole. block someone? Um stalkerish or asshole. Like if you're just so rude or berating or you're like yeah. they're trying to stalk you and I'm gonna find you, it's like you're blocked. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: you're you're divorced. Mm -hmm. And then so does your – the article kind of blow up shortly after that.
2: So we filed in June of 2020. And then in September is when my story came out. And that's when I had my first $100,000. And it was interesting for me to like – that to me is evidence how much I held myself back in my marriage mm. to be the good girl. Even though I think for him, I felt like I was extreme and going out there. I was still holding back to like, I got to be a good wife. I have to be a good mom. I have to be a good girl. And once I didn't have that requirement or that thing hanging over my head, I just like went all in on my business. I went all in on my story and everything blew up. And to me, it was just like confirmation that this mm. was the right call as hard and painful as it was because now I could call the shots and mm. I didn't have to run it by anyone.
1: Mm. So what was it like? With your first nude, when you put your first nude out
2: there. Oh, my gosh. Terrifying. What was the thought process? <laughs> it's like, I think it's so hot. And, oh, my God, everyone and their mom is going to see this because you have to make peace with the fact whatever you post on the yeah. Internet yeah. will be leaked and everyone will see it. Right. And so I made peace with that, like my family, my brothers, my former pastors, my like everyone's going to see this. And it's pretty intimidating. And, like, it took me a while to feel comfortable. And now I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs>
0: ah!
2: <laughs> you're welcome to see all my leaked goods like
1: okay yeah and so what but what what about what was it like do you have sex with other people on there or do yes. you just use toy? okay so you're having sex with other people what was that like where you're putting out a partnered sex scene yeah was that like terrifying one, and thrilling okay okay that's what we had one guest kaylee say it was like a roller coaster yeah because
2: it's so vulnerable and like we as creators we have this weird balance of like we want to look good Mm -hmm. but for me I really want to be authentic and so I'm trying to like walk that line of like I want to make sure this looks hot and I want to be real to who I am and I also know everyone is going to watch this and have their opinion of it and so it's a pretty vulnerable thing and I think people don't realize they're like oh it's so easy to throw up a sex tape I'm like you try honey you (sighs) throw up a nude you throw up a sex tape for the entire world to see and criticize you over Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't be able to do it Um, but once I did it and because I'm so authentic and I saw how much people loved like the real and the raw and like, you know, and I've made a promise to my fans, I will never fake an orgasm. So if I try oh, oh. and I can't get off, okay, I tell them I'm like I lost it. Ah. And they're yeah. like, thank you, because they can't tell in most porn or content creation when it's fake or not. Like, we just okay. want to know what a real one <laughs> looks like for you.
1: OK. Oh. and So
2: I'm very, very. How do you offended. get off? Dude, I am like – I joke I'm one big dick. So when Wait, I – my, Because when I get – when I'm about to get off, I become totally stiff <laughs> oh, like a board. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can get off. I have the – like – and for the longest time, I could only get off on my tummy. Okay. And so I, I'm a, I call myself face, a – Face, face, face down, down on your – I'm where? a tummy comer. I think when I was a little girl, I was trying to be like sneaky like oh, in right. my bed. And I just trained my body to only come like under the covers – on my tummy, on rubbing your myself. tummy. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh wow! And then,
2: and it's not hot. And so funny. I didn't even know what an orgasm was yeah. until I was twenty five, and I was engaged, and I was reading a book about sex because in all the adult movies and porn, it's like arched and screaming, yeah. and like you're they're so sexy And yeah. here. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what that is. I didn't even know I was masturbating because I thought masturbating meant penetration. Okay. I didn't know it was so naive. I mean, my, and so I'm twenty five and reading the sex book. I'm like oh my God, I've been masturbating this whole time and having orgasms. I had, what? Ah. Because I just didn't ever see myself represented, which is why when I eventually started my OnlyFans, I'm like, as embarrassed as I am, because I'm like... And like I'm flat, my butt's all nothing. Is curvy and sexy. I'm like, I, I, there has to be representation, and my fans <laughs> yes, love there has it. To be, yes, I'm representing represent- tummy comers. One big two
1: <laughs> I, I get must completely erect.
0: Oh my god. Okay, but yes.
1: you're. Let me. Okay, let me just like I'm trying to envision this. Is your head down also in the pillow? You're completely yeah, on my your tummy. Yeah, like this. Okay, and to I'm, the side. Yep. And you're rubbing yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, but sex from behind or do you even need to be like penetrated
2: no it's like I wow. can just do it with my hands on top I don't have to be penetrated but now over time because I I want to learn different positions and when yeah. I see women coming different directions I'm just like <sighs> like I just went to a yeah. sex party for women on Saturday and I'm watching these what? women come in all these different positions and angles I'm like Okay, tonight I'm going home and I'm doing, doing that, angle, that angle. What's
1: what? a sex yes, party yeah, for women? <laughs> for women.
2: <laughs> so this it's called great. I, I, I'm i just in this phase of going to sex clubs and sex parties and doing taboo things. I was taught to fear my whole I'm life. I'm
1: giving you my number because <laughs> after this.
2: I'm finding all the things I've been taught to fear, I have come to love. So it's like, what else was I taught to be afraid of, which was like sex clubs and orgies, horrible. I love them. So you this love one, orgies? Well, I love watching okay. and I mean... There were 9 people on the bed on Saturday <laughs> with me. So maybe that's I maybe an say orgy. that
0: qualifies, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: So it's called Skirt Club. So it's a sex party for bisexual or bi-curious women. The lesbian women come and maybe maybe you're not sure and you don't have to do anything. It was my first one. Um and I thought I would just watch and then I was pretty horny and I'm like someone came to me and was like, "What would you wish would be happening 5 minutes from now?" And I'm like, have my pussy eaten. And so she's like, let's find you a lady. And I'm like, let's find her. Ah! So it's just like fun. We're like, and it's, it's interesting because like women, I think as a whole, we're a little more shy, we're a little more bashful. When I've gone to sex clubs with mixed genders, it like the sex energy is like through the roof mm-hmm. and like, Couples and men know exactly what they want. So you kind of know what you want. But everyone here is like a little bit more shy or bashful. And it took me like three hours before I could say, I want my pussy eaten. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I just wanna see the vibe and see how it's <laughs> doing. And then two hours later, I'm on a bed with nine people and like where all our bodies are rolling around. I'm like, it's I can't women. believe
0: my life right now. Yeah. So you found a lady.
2: Okay. So I'm standing out there. There's one bedroom and then like this big open space. You can have sex anywhere. I'm standing there and this woman comes out of the bedroom and she's like, You look way too uh, composed because I swear I just fucked the shit out of you. What? And I think it wasn't you. Now I want to know who I just fucked because I thought it was you the entire time. And I (laughs) was like— Oh, my God. So she was like kind of hitting me like, oh, that's so funny. And I was still a little shy because I was new. And then a couple hours later, she came back to me and she's like, have you been ravished yet? And I'm like, no, I've just been kind of— She's like, how has everyone here not fucked you? Like, I really want to make up for it because I didn't get to do to you what I thought I did to you. Can (laughs) I do it to you now? And I'm like— Yes.
1: What were you wearing? Were you in lingerie You're or like a dress? This. Oh, I just you got, got this. this. This
2: is a sex party. After <laughs> <it is. laughs> yes. There's still some makeup residue from someone's face somewhere oh, on my chest. Wow. Wow. So That's she's hot. like,
0: "Let's go to the
2: bedroom." Set and so the then scene. she like laid me down, mm-hmm. and I'm and she like just pulls up my dress, and then she just goes down on me, and I'm just like, "Holy shit!" Um, and she she I came with one leg over her shoulder, which almost never happens for okay. Nicole because I have to be. Uh fully erect and so i'm like i did it i she got me off like this and i was like okay maybe next time i can try you know two legs partially up
1: how was she doing it was it like um was there anything that you learned at this all-girl sex party that you think maybe you wouldn't have learned if there was some men involved
2: okay so with women i've learned since i started having sex with women like nine months ago it's so easy to get off with a woman i cannot believe okay so in my marriage i was never given an orgasm Really? And I what? thought I was broken. Did he know that? Yes. Okay. I was very honest. I never never faked it. I enjoy sex. I get a lot of pleasure, but I cr- and I can get off so easy by myself and like he would try but then be like, I don't know. So I I internalized this message that I'm broken. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. We tried different toys and really I just need someone to slow down long enough, learn my cues, ask me how I get off and just like we didn't have that dynamic. Mm. And so here I went for 12 years without getting an orgasm. I totally oh. think I'm broken. And then I have sex with women and they're like, I'm going to get you off so many times. I'm like, yeah, honey, try. Like I've tried for 12 years, yeah. like no one. And then she'll get me off four times in a row. And I'm like, what? Every man sit down and learn from a woman how to get a woman off. Like it is not hard. Okay, if it so just go slow. Go slow. And I think learn your partner's cues and just stay like I think for me, it's like rhythm like the just the same rhythm over and over again it will build and like if you keep going i will come but it's like i think men try to like mix it up a lot and like try different pressures and movements and different and it's like for me that's too it's fun it's amazing but take it off i can't like i need like this the consistent rhythm okay and i sometimes think men don't realize how easy it can be that seems too simple like you need all these fancy tricks and prove your whatever and it's like nope just the same rhythm mm-hmm. will get me off
1: is this the rhythm of the finger or the clit or what are we t- Either, what kind of rhythm i'm finding that any so if you
2: rub okay. my clit rhythmically i'll get off if you rub just inside i'll get off if you're going deeper in me i can get off it's just the consistent rhythm god bless God bless women. I'm like, I'm so glad I learned this because now I have a much higher standard for Did you
0: reciprocate in this sex party? I went in. (laughs) He was a receiver. (laughs) He's
1: like, God bless women. And I went home. Got up four times. (laughs) Toodaloo, ladies. (laughs) Mama spent.
2: I get a little nervous in those spaces. So, like, I love sex parties and sex clubs. but And I don't consider myself a germaphobe. But it is interesting when bodies and limbs and mouths and fluids are everywhere. I'm just like, I don't know. A, where your hand and mouth has been before you just went down on me. And I don't know where that vagina has been before. I, so it's just like, but if it's one-on-one, I'll totally do it. So, like, for my girl-girl content I film or I've hired escorts and it's just us, I'll totally – it's reciprocal because I just feel it's clean. Or Are you like good at it? Us. Um, I'm super in my head about it because I don't have a lot of experience. So yeah. I'm like, I'm probably doing this wrong. I'm probably <laughs> messing it up. But – I've gotten women off and it still blows my mind. I'm like, "Really?" Like, that's cool. It feels sure. amazing to get a woman off and like to know that you can provide that kind of pleasure and it doesn't require a full marathon workout like a lot of men complain or the joke is for women. Like mm-hmm. I just think like the women I've done it with For content, I will ask them, how do you get off? And I had a woman like, right here on this side of my labia is like, if you hold pressure, it's like, if you just listen to the woman, they'll tell you. And if you do that, they'll get off.
1: I have to say something, though, because um, I've dated women before, and I actually, I had an encounter with a lady um, a few months back. And I have to say this for women. We need to know what gets us off. Yes. It is absolutely so important that as a woman you know what gets you off because i couldn't believe it. i asked this girl mm-hmm. like tell like tell me what you want tell me how to do it and she was just like i don't know yeah like, i don't know and i was like i was like in the mode and i was just like Wait, what yeah like how do you yes not know I mean, I get that. I think she was a little nervous, but I felt she's probably never been asked. I felt Mm. that, you know what? That's actually such a good point too. And I was just like, wait a minute, but how do you, like I, but obviously we're like in the throes of of a situation. So I'm like, well, I'm not, we're not going to unpack this here, but I'll never forget that. I was just like, damn, how do you not know? Like you, you, we have, we have to know. You have to know the answer to that question if you want to get off.
2: Yes. And I think I, if you had asked me a few years ago, I would have said, the same thing mm-hmm. because i would have been too embarrassed to tell you yes the position i get off in it's yes. not sexy i'm f- face smash body smash like ev- i've actually i've never heard of that that's so
0: interesting I've So heard I would, of that like, like a couple times i would never
2: like tell someone like because i'm like and then because my hands are so like um crowded between the bed and my crotch it's like they can't even see what I'm doing, so I'm trying right. to. I'd have to describe to you, and I would be way too bashful, right? And it'd be someone she'd be like, oh, I, I don't know. You can yeah. just try whatever, and like,
1: I'm sure there's so many people yes. out there though. Put a I'll put a <laughs> one in the chat, y'all. If <laughs> you get off with your face smushed <laughs> in the pillow on your tummy, I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's so there many has to people. Be. Like, I oh, yeah. think
2: we just don't talk about it, and yeah. Like, my fan—and, like, that's why I find, like, OnlyFans really healing mm-hmm. is I've learned to, like, love how I am more and more because I have people telling me that when I—you know, and that's where like, I love the, myself the best that I can. But sometimes we need outsiders and mm-hmm. outside voices who reflect that back to you yeah. to help you really accept it for yourself. We're
1: human. We want that validation. It's—I yeah. mean, otherwise social media wouldn't be as powerful as it is if yeah. nobody—if we were, like, all above social media and nobody needed a little bit of validation yeah. to, from time to time.
0: I was going to say, how do you— um handle the situation with your kids and like with
2: my work. Yep. So they are aware because in the sense that I have lingerie everywhere. I have a bunch of sex toys put away, but they always find them. Um <laughs> what do they do they ask? So yes, just recently less than a month ago, one of my kids was like, Mom, why do you have like, you know, like a guy thing in your closet? And I was like, what do you mean? She's <gasps> like, it looks like a penis. And I'm like, oh. oh, it's a toy that I use sometimes. She was like inside of you and i'm like yeah she's like oh and i was like i get that i felt the same way at how your age she? she's 10 <laughs> oh, i just felt the same well, way <laughs> No way.
1: i love that so they're,
2: they're very honest and will ask, they know my home you can ask me anything and i always tell you the truth and they're usually like that's gross i'm like totally felt the same way at your age and things how, how old is your
0: oldest 12 okay so do you have not fear but anxiety around like Friends and as they become teenagers, mm-hmm. do you think about that? I do. And I
2: experienced it already. where like, we'll become friends with kids at the school. We have play dates. The parents and I hit it off. And then they ask what I do. And yep. I always try to dodge it. like, I'm a model and what kind of model? And eventually comes out, and then they'll ghost us. They'll mm-hmm. no longer do play dates. They no, and Even that kills it for my kids. Cause I'm just like, I actually find sex workers to be some of the most ethical, boundaried, communicative humans I know. So if there's anyone to spend time with, it's probably me and my kids Mm -hmm. because I understand boundaries so well, but they just disappear. And my kids don't fully understand why. Mm -hmm. I just say, you know, if someone can't love you for you, you don't want them in your life. And as painful as it is when they walk away, I'd rather they walk away so I can call in the right person for us. Mm And so because of that work, we have to talk about friendships and boundaries and don't settle and don't beg because you deserve people who love you for you.
0: So how do you find people?
2: Very slowly. Most of my friends are online. It's very hard to find friends, especially in the OC, um, where it's pretty conservative. So I, I have like some loosely mom friends, but only like one girl from locally that knows what I do and I can call her and tell her anything. But the rest, I don't really talk about my
1: work with them. That's no. kind of messed up because I live in Orange County and there's like, you know, I they're was, all sluts. I was in dating secret. around. Yeah. <laughs> and know, they're like, all oh, there's a ton of like open marriages yes. and somebody's cheating on somebody. And I yes. used to go on my little seeking arrangement dates out there and there's a ton of sugar daddies out yes. there. Yes, And there, nobody is like living their perfect little yes. ethically sound 100% of the time Lifestyle, and that what, is so crazy. Yes,
2: and that's why I was telling you earlier. Where, like, I think people just get mad because I do in public what they do in secret. It's mm. like, you, no, no, you, this is taboo, Nicole. You're supposed to just under wraps and under covers. Mm. But the fact that you own it publicly, like, it makes them uncomfortable. And instead of dealing with that, they just shut down and shut me out. And it's a bummer. Like, I'm like, I think I'm a catch. I think I'm adorable. I think I'm a great friend. But I yeah. just have a harder time finding friends in my local area. Yeah. So if you're in the OC. Confine me,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a good person, and she support. loves couples too, <laughs> yes. y'all. So, I wanted it's to so go hot. back to something that you said, though. Um, so, you have hired somebody,
2: yeah? Okay, so a guy
1: hooker or a girl, girl. girl hooker? Okay, so when she came in, did okay? I want to ask actually because, like, <laughs> the other day I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I just need a guy to like come yes. over and throw me around. Please. I did, but I had actually thought. It might be so fun at some point yes. to just hire someone and then just have them leave. Yeah. Like, and I could just tell them, you know, exactly what I want them to do. But then I was like, wait a minute, I, I should be able to do that for anyone and advocate for myself. Like, I want it like this or i like it like this, but that's a whole other story. But it was so intriguing when you were like, yeah, I've hired someone before. Do you go like on the website mm-hmm. and you pick her out? Do you get a little text message, catch, catch a little vibe like, oh, when you come over, I'm going to be wearing this or you're going to wear this or like. What was that like? So
2: you know what's interesting? So I, I just Googled like how to find, Hot how hire to find a hacker.
1: Esc- yes, escorts Hot in my local area. Near you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to this website and I, I chose this one. I can't remember the name of it because it had reviews. Because I want to make sure it was legit and I don't want it to be a sting or whatever. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. XXXX. All for X, <laughs> XXXX. Okay, sorry. Go no, back. you're fine. And I finally like curated a list of ten. But when I looked at each of their bios or profiles or websites, they all said the same thing. And this is where, like, escorts – let's get a little original here because I – it made it really hard for me to find someone because they're like, I'm 5'3 and blonde and skinny and I like to have fun. I like to do yoga and I like to go for long walks and, like, I'll give you a great time. And it's like that doesn't give me any information. Like, your actual personality, what are – so there's only one woman out of all those ten who's, like – My favorite dessert's chocolate-covered strawberries. Like, she listed some real things. I'm like, oh, she sounds real. And I also, like, that's my favorite dessert as well. Mm -hmm. So I messaged her, and um, she responded promptly. And, like, we had a great interaction and then made a plan for a date and a time um, and then the day of she like texted me like I'm on my way I can't wait to see you tonight I'm like I can't wait to see you either this is so you guys are yes she was uh! so good I was like props to you she played the part not that I needed that and the reason I did this is once I saw my OnlyFans and like I was ready to have girl girl content I couldn't find anyone. For two years, I'm, like, asking my friends and fellow content creators, and nothing was ever working. I'm, like, this is ridiculous. Like, why is it so hard? And I think part of it was I hadn't had sex yet with a woman, and I think I was scared And I was asking. I'm, like, I just need to pop my cherry, realize it's not that big of a deal, and then it'll be way easier. And that's why I ended up hiring this first woman. What'd she look like? Um, she was 5'3 and blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> She's probably kind of like five seven, blonde, um, older, and a little bit bigger than what her her website looks like. But I think that's probably true for a lot of them. And I like what you said about when you're in California, you have to like look like your photos because yeah. you're not tucked away in the midwest same with her she was in vegas is where it happened um so she was a little, but she was great and very we went at the bar at the hotel i was in very easy to talk to and then that's when she's like i'm gonna get you off so many times at this uh-huh. point i never had a woman get me off i'm like honey i didn't say this I'm like good luck because yeah. i still had this story that i'm really difficult or impossible and then we go up to the hotel room and she's like excuse me i'll go clean up in the bathroom i'm like thank you and i give her a gift bag with like her money and some chocolates and like a gift card like things off her wish list so oh. I want her to feel special Aww. and amazing. This working
1: woman sent you a wish list, too, on top of everything. I love this lady. <laughs> yes. Wow. Like That's I, I love Get some extras, girl. <laughs> they, all
2: have, they all have wish lists on their website for, with their rates. So it's like, I feel like if I was a sex worker, please get me gifts and Abs- my
1: cash. So thousand percent. Treated her
2: the way I would want to be treated. And then she came out in her lingerie and she's like, I'm going to give you a lap dance. I'm like, I love lap dances. So oh, she's oh like, God. sit on the bed. And then she like. Barely wiggles on me for like a minute and like gets naked. I'm like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I think she's a little used to men who just like want to get down. I could have used way more warm up and like, you know, get me riled. Um, And then she started like doing things to me and going down. And I was just like kind of a little shy, but like, okay, this is this is great. Like have your way, and then she would give her different ideas for positions. You should try this. Let's try that. And I just like because I told her it's my first time, and so she was really supportive. Like how about this? Do you like that? And we'll try this. And then eventually, I was like, Can I go down on you? Can I finger you? Does that feel okay? And she's like, Yeah, absolutely. And so like we you just were, talked, like, learning. It, yeah. Yes, oh, it was my gosh. amazing. Because I'm like, I have long nails. I don't know. And she's like, As long as you don't pull out my IUD, that uh. be great. <laughs> Like, I'll be oh, careful. Um, Don't yank. <laughs> and it was, it was two hours. And then um, she got me off four times. And I was, like, shocked. And I, like, needed that. Because after that, I'm like, if a complete stranger can get me off multiple times, there is no excuse for anyone to not get me off, especially if it's a man. Like, I'm like, I would accept. I had sex with lots of men who never got me off. And I was like, after that, I'm like, never again. She has set the bar. And I walked away from that experience, like, <sighs> i'm I'm doable. Like yeah. I can be I can have an orgasm. and, like, I felt safe and it was fun. And like, I would totally do that all over again, which I went on to with another woman another time. But it was really healing for me. And mm-hmm. that's why I, I knew I already love sex workers, and I think escorts are amazing. But for once I experienced it personally, I'm like, everyone should try this. If there's any experience you haven't had that a date hasn't gotten you, a partner hasn't gotten you. This is an amazing way to pray professional. It's so clean. There's no messy. There's no attachment. You
0: walk away, and it's like, I checked that box. How did you find, you said you're dating someone now, Mm -hmm. are they cool with everything or how did you find them? Yes,
2: they um, are fully supportive. But when we start dating, I everyone, every guy has told me this. When I start dating, I'm like, ah, I fully support you. I think it's so hot. Yeah. Like, I'm like their fantasy. Like, you're the fantasy chick. And then only so far into the relationship, they're like, you need to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I don't feel comfortable. Or I'm jealous. And you're the problem. And like, mm-hmm. I've cried many times over men who say they can handle it and they end up not. And I like to. know I too. Yeah. Know thyself. Know yeah. thyself. Like, if you, if you honestly think you might have a problem with it, say that up front. Because right. I wouldn't waste my time with you. Mm-hmm. But they like kinda go the other extreme, like, I've totally got this. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. And then they tend to be the most jealous. Yeah. So same with this guy. He's like, I support you. I'm like, Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just wait. I just kept Tell waiting. That story walking. <laughs> waiting for that shoe to drop. And he has been so supportive and and we still have to work through things like when I started having sex with women, we had to talk through how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Do we have any like conditions or what are what's our routine? do we need to talk beforehand talk after? And I find that every time I have a new sexual experience, it brings us so much closer because the practical we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. But I have found I feel the most in love with my person after I've had a sexual experience. And I was thought the opposite. If you have any outside sexual experiences, it's going to ruin your relationship. It's going to make you feel further. I feel so intimate, mushy. I cry almost every time the day after a sexual experience. I'm like, I just love you, and you're amazing, and like, and that's because of this. That's how I feel after sexual experiences. I feel closer to my person. So then, are way.
1: y'all having threesomes?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just what? started. So we dated for a while, just the two of us, and then we slowly opened it up to having threesomes together. And I. Love it. Are you
1: filming these, or these are private? Just private. Okay. I I wish. I
2: wish I could film because it's so hot, (laughs) and I want everyone to see it. But it's he and I are very private, so we don't. But I there's that part of me that. Exhibitionist. I'm like everyone needs to see how Mm -hmm. hot this is, and I was even fascinated to learn about myself that I like seeing him with another woman. I was just
1: gonna ask, how do we feel seeing your guy? As long as I'm there, I don't. I'm not
2: there. I'm like, yeah, just go fuck any woman. I like being there and like being like, and I like how it starts with you. Just mean the woman starting. Mm -hmm. I like being the tension, and then when I feel like I'm like so turned, I'm like, okay. Now, go have your way with him. Or he's in, he's in the though. corner.
1: He's like waiting for the tap <laughs> in. He's like, come oh on. Oh, okay. Oh, it looks good. Oh, yeah, I'm ready, girls. Don't forget about me. And, um, okay. So, what's your favorite thing like um, to watch him receive? Are you typically there as well, or do you sometimes hang back as well and kind Both. of watch? Okay.
2: I think it's so hot when two women go down on a guy. I'm just like, okay. Because it's like you're looking up and then like the two of you are making out while giving head. I'm just like, oh, my (laughs) God. It's like my favorite. I love that. And
1: he's like, yeah, babe. (laughs) He's like, yeah. Kiss her, make out with my penis. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love that. And so this guy is like, he's loving the threesomes. Mm -hmm. You're literally his dream woman. Yes. I love that. Obsessed. Okay, so then you guys are monogamous aside from the threesomes, or are you allowed to go out and date other people?
2: I So I wouldn't say date, more like um, we'll do things together at sex parties or, you know, when I go off and have these experiences with other women. But right now, like, no men, um, even though he knows I have interest in that. So Mm -hmm. we're just, like, working and just seeing where we go. Okay. Yeah.
1: Interest in like potentially exploring like a like a sugar daddy situation. Oh
2: God, I would love a sugar daddy. Like I've had a small taste of that. I've had a couple sugar daddies on OnlyFans. Okay. Um, and I have a fan who wants to meet up, and so we're planning on meeting up next month. But I said only dinner. I'm not going to do anything sexual at this point. I want right. to get my feet wet and see how it feels to do like in person work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have definitely have like a sugar daddy fantasy. Like. What's the fantasy? I'm such a good companion. Like, I'm such good company and I care. Like, I love older people in general and, like, in high school. Older people? Yes. (laughs) In high school, I worked in a nursing home for two years. (laughs) Like, I love old people. And I'm like, when I'm old and horny, I hope some young, hot person's like, I'll be your bud. I'll get you off. I'll hang out with you. Oh, I'm like, my God. I my really do that uh, for people. Like, I worked in a nursing home.
0: <laughs>
2: This is <laughs> Maybe not that level, but like, I'm okay with older people and like. If you want to spoil oh me god. while I take
0: care of you, like this man's gonna have a heart attack, you're gonna have a
1: lawsuit on your hands. Yeah. He's at the dinner table, like oh, <laughs> you're like, you're like I care. I'm a nursing Code blue. Your husband's in the back, yeah, or your your boyfriend's in the back. Get him, babe. <laughs> this man's like oh, oh my god. <laughs> I just like want to
2: make the day. So I every time I go to a restaurant, and I see like an older gentleman by himself. I'm like, hmm. Like I just like want to go be his friend and like hang out and like give, him, like, and give him a hand. And
1: like I mean, but... like this could be us, but you play <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, a little old man. Like, it's like man. he's so lonely. <laughs> yes. There's space under the table.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I'm obsessed. So uh, do you have a relationship with your family at all? Mm. Not at this time, nothing. Mm-hmm.
2: It's interesting. There's days I really want it. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm just that person. I just love people, and I don't understand why you wouldn't love your own family member. Mm-hmm. For real. And there's days where I'm like, being removed from all the drama and pain is like really healthy for me. And so I have like this this dual battle. And like, some days I want to be close, and sometimes I'm so glad there's distance. And we'll see. We'll see if anything's ever restored there. But
0: was it? Was there a gradual fading out or was there a like an ultimatum? It was gradual with an abrupt change where like
2: I as I continue to evolve, it, it had the appearance of I was becoming everything they didn't want me to be, which mm. was like a pastor becoming queer, doing adult work. And then the final tipping point was. Um, getting divorced.
1: Mm. Mm. Oh, God. Don't you, just lo- don't you just love how in religion it's like, don't get divorced. Don't get divorced. Don't do, you know, you can do X, Y, C, But like, it's like we're divorce okay with is with the like, porn, but yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> Stay crazy. with your husband.
2: And it's uh. like, yeah, so once I got divorced, it's like that was the pinnacle of like all my wrongdoings. And there was no room for grace or acceptance or understanding. I was just accused and blamed. And then I was like, okay, then I— because we're not gonna have a relationship right. this is how you treat me so
1: and i love what you said too about teaching teaching your children not to try to continue to qualify for somebody that doesn't want you um i really this is something that like i'm currently unlearning and um i always love to remind all the fans on our show kayla enjoys hearing it that i have a lot of <laughs> religious trauma gr- uh, from growing up um and i think in a way, I think it is just like this young child kind of trying to qualify for God and um mm-hmm. and I and I think I mean not to talk about God too much on the show, but <laughs> I think the religion itself and belief in a higher power is really beautiful. I, I have that for myself now, but I think for whatever reason growing up, I definitely learned that you need to consistently qualify for um this you know this my idea that I had of God or Jesus and then it transferred over into friendships, um, both dating and, and romantic. And then, you know, in work, and I can see in different areas of my life where I continue to try to to try to qualify for people. And I know guys and girls do this. Women and men do this. We're trying to continually chase after and prove to that person. Oh and it can be your family members. It can be it can be anyone. And you run yourself ragged. Yes. Yeah.
2: And that's what I was taught in my religion, right? Like you you love forever. And if you ever, you can't not love someone because that's harmful so i would like chase people down like no we're supposed to say friends we're supposed to stay in community we're, and like and i'm like wait a second there's eight billion people in the world or some it's like why am i chasing down these few crazy people who can't love me or mean to me when i could have any pick of my choice mm-hmm. and so like walking away from religion helped me find freedom from like these nonsensical rules mm-hmm. and then it and the the Dichotomy of like you're supposed to love someone forever, but also if you get divorced, fuck you. It's just like yes. wait a second, like it's so jarring and discombobulating. And I think sometimes you you have to walk away from it all. You have to leave people behind to like find your sense of self, have like a stable understanding of like what works for you, what doesn't work for you, apart from all the noise and yeah. garbage people try to put on you. Right. And it's seen as rebellion when I actually think it's one of the most healthy things you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think it can be very lonely at times. Yes, but hopefully, hopefully in time, a lot of things beautiful things can happen in yes time. sometimes you oh have to gosh. give other people time as well and hopefully totally. that will get fixed i really wanted to ask you what is your most expensive clip on your only fans or your favorite or memorable Laura. or maybe all three
2: gosh probably my most memorable is and it was my most expensive at the time was when i hadn't had any girl girl experience i've been waiting to do it And then I met up with this model. We were in a documentary together, and they're like, We want you to mentor her, like, show her how you're successful in America. And then I get there, and they're like, All right, go. (laughs) And I'm like, Wait. And they're like, Yes, we want you to have sex. And I was like, Wait. I thought, and I quickly, like, and I've been wanting to have sex with a woman a long time. So I'm like, Oh my god! This is the opportunity. There's sure there's four cameramen in the room, and it's for it's on it's on film now. But like, let's fucking go. And then she's like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, another woman's coming, and she's a porn star." What? And in walks the porn star, and I'm and they're like, "You're having a threesome today." And I was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> oh, and it's being god. filmed. And it's being filmed. You're like, Hello. In front of this whole crew. And I was like, on it. So like I've been waiting a long day for who, this
1: this who was journey. Porn star.
2: Scarlet May. Okay. It's amazing. So that like blew my mind that my first girl girl I'm like thrown into a threesome, and I. Loved it. And then um, my fans, obviously, because I went from like, so also you got to content, keep that
0: footage. Yes. Like, because we all got filmed to... it. So they
2: filmed it for the documentary. And then me and the the other model, not the porn star, had our own cameras. We had everything set up. And I love Scarlet because she's like, I have so much respect for you, OnlyFans creators. You're the film, like the the, the camera person, the editor, the, the outfit picker. Like, you're doing the whole production. And she's like, I just walk on sex, have sex with a guy, and walk off. That's yeah. all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. And I'm like, thank you for seeing how much work goes into yeah. being a content mm-hmm. creator like you wear all the hats mm-hmm. she was great
1: love that yeah and then so that was your most expensive bag. yeah i sold that for a hundred dollars and then how long was it is it like a 10 minute like or?
2: 25 minutes or Damn. something i know i provide for my people I, I provide a feast like come sit down and stay and then i have my big monthly performance which is where I sing, I dance, I strip, and get you down a journey. Yeah. I'm like, what oh, are you singing? I'm like 90s pop. I'm like, I got Hanson. I've got Britney. Like, I've got fu- Spice it's Girls. It's,
0: um, it's like fun. Good? It's good.
2: I, I sing ter- choir can and sing? I sing musical oh, okay. theater. Like, I love singing. And then I'm just like, I have so much energy. And they're just like, and I do it for like three hours. Like It's what? a full production. And then they just tip the whole night. And we have like this incredible time together. So I do that every month
0: yeah <laughs> oh this my god <laughs> that, that, yeah that's a perfect outro <laughs> yeah yeah
2: taylor hansen hit me up
0: <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit! he might already be in there i to bang
2: that since eighth grade i'm like come on really yes let me fulfill that fantasy
0: dang
2: that's kids. actually how I realized I was queer. Is the what? the Hanson the Hanson the came out hair. and I'm like those sisters are so hot,
0: what? and then and I so found I out like, they were
2: brothers, and I'm like they are so hot. <laughs> like, uh, do straight uh, girls uh, think uh, like this?
0: I found out I was queer. <laughs> oh my god, we drag- have Hanson to thank. <laughs> <laughs> are you discovering your queerness? Your love There's so of much women. <laughs> to owe them. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, that's a good note to go. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, this has been amazing. You're very interesting.
2: Thank you. This was so fun. You guys are so great. Yeah. I killed it.
1: Any any other words of wisdom you want to leave the people with?
2: Ooh. God, I, I would just say I have found that the unconventional life has been so freeing and liberating and how like spreading my legs has brought me so much joy <laughs> and like being slutty has made me feel so holy. Like I feel like I bridge the two dichotomies where like you're forced to choose one or the other. So I always like to tell women and anyone of any gender, like be the fullness of you, be a dichotomy, confuse people like you don't owe anyone simplicity. You don't un- you don't owe, an- owe anyone to be palatable, like be full, be you, be much. That's where your magic is and it's worth it.
1: Amen. Sister. Yep. Amen. And the church (laughs) says, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Goodbye. I love. love